0: Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Dramatized in two parts by Nick Stafford. Part 2 Frankenstein has been brought on board a ship bound for the North Pole. The creature he created has murdered his brother, and a young woman has hung for the crime, while Frankenstein remains silent. He tracks the creature to the mountains.
1: I lit a fire for you. Sit. Warm yourself. Now, listen. Yes. It is with considerable difficulty that I remember the original era of my being. And it was a long time before I learned to distinguish between the operations of my senses. In the forest near Ingolstadt, I lay by the side of a brook until, tormented by hunger and thirst, I learned to slake my thirst from the brook and ate some berries that were lying on the ground. Before I had quitted your apartment, I had covered myself with some clothes. but these did not fit. I was a poor, helpless, miserable wretch. I knew nothing. As soon, A gentle light stole over the heavens and gave me a sensation of pleasure. I struck off through the wood toward the rising sun, at length discovering open country. In the distance, I perceived a small hut, a sight new to me, his flight somewhat surprised me but I was enchanted by the heart dry and warm and I greedily devoured the remnants of the man's breakfast. From there I proceeded across the fields for several hours until at sunset I arrived at a village. How miraculous did this appear. The huts, the neater cottages and stately houses engaged my admiration by turns. I entered one of the cottages.
2: What's
1: I ran for an age, until I came across an isolated cottage with an adjoining hovel wherein I took refuge from the inclemency of the season and still more from the barbarity of man. (laughs) Fixing my eye to a crack in the door I spied a small girl meanly dressed in a coarse blue petticoat. Her fair hair
2: was plaited. Agatha? Agatha? I'm going for milk, Felix. Don't be long. The
1: young man entered the cottage and turning in my hovel I found another crack through which I could spy the interior.
3: Agatha has gone for milk, Grandfather.
1: Yes, I know. I'm going for wood. When the girl returned with the milk she sat down by the old man and he, taking up an instrument, began to play. He played a sweet, mournful air which drew tears from the girl. I felt sensations of a peculiar and overpowering nature, a mixture of pain and pleasure such as I had never before experienced. Soon after this, the young man returned with some wood and, taking up what I now know to be a book, read
2: aloud. O oh, spirit! That does prefer before all temples the upright. Heart
1: After of many nights witnessing this, I perceived noticed, these people possessed a method of communicating their wings experience and feelings to one another by sounds. The what I now know to be words. What in me is dark.
0: This was
1: indeed what is a low, godlike and science, and I ardently desired to become acquainted with it. it. For many months, I listened and learnt until I felt capable of approaching these gentle people, myself capable of speech. However, one night when I was foraging for food, I bent down over a pool of water to drink, and when the moon came out from behind a cloud, I twisted, thinking something fiendish behind me. There was nothing. Again I looked behind me, not comprehending what I saw in the pool. Oh, no. The first word I uttered. No, no. The first time I realized I was a monster what was I why was I different from all the people I had seen I had no idea until I was able to
3: decipher
1: these papers my channel why did you form a monster so It is that even you turned from me in disgust? Still, there was one man who might not turn from me. The old man next door was blind. Come in. Pardon this intrusion. I am a traveller in want of a little rest. Enter. Unfortunately, my children are not home. And as I am blind, I am afraid I shall find it difficult to procure food for you. Do not trouble yourself, my kind host. I have food. It is warmth and rest only that I need.
4: Where do you travel?
1: I am going to claim the protection of some friends whom I sincerely love, and of whose favor I have some hopes. I wish you luck. These amiable people to whom I go have never seen me. And no little of me I am full of fears, for if I fail, there I am, an outcast in the world
5: forever. To be friendless is indeed to be unfortunate, but the hearts of men, when unprejudiced by any obvious self-interest, are
1: full of charity. They are kind, but where they ought to see a feeling and kind friend, They may behold only a detestable monster.
5: Where do your friends reside?
1: Near this spot. I cannot judge your countenance, but there is something in your words which persuades me that you are sincere. From your lips first have I heard the voice of kindness directed towards me.
4: <laughs> oh, come now. <laughs>
2: uh, my grandchildren return. You
4: and your family are the
2: friends of whom I speak. <sighs> Great God! Who are you?
3: <coughs> Leave
1: him! I oh, beg you. I.
3: <coughs>
1: Felix! <coughs>
2: That branch! The monster broke it as if it were a twig! Monster?
1: Cursed, cursed creator! Why did I leave? Why in that instant did I not extinguish the spark of existence which you had so wantonly bestowed? No! Ah! No! Do not be frightened. I shall not harm you. When night came, I wandered in a wood, no longer restrained <laughs> by the fear of discovery. <laughs> I bear in this. <laughs> Listen, listen, mankind, I declare everlasting war against your species and most of all against him who formed me and sent me forth to this insupportable misery. Frankenstein, Frankenstein, I
2: will spread havoc.
1: I learned from the papers in my pocket that Geneva was your native town and towards this place I resolved to proceed. I felt emotions of gentleness and pleasure revive within me.
2: I'm coming to find you! She ran close to the river. Where are you?
4: Hold on! I have you.
1: Wait. Please wait.
2: Where are you? Wait. Where are you? The girl is here. Who's that?
1: Over here. She fell in the river!
2: Get
1: away from her! I saved her from the river! I had saved a human being. And my reward was to rise under the pain of a wound which shattered flesh and bone. After some weeks my wound healed and I continued my journey. It was evening when I arrived at Geneva and I retired to a hiding place in a thicket in a field, slept and was awoken by the approach of another child. A beautiful child. An idea seized me that this little creature had been unprejudiced and had lived too short a time to identify the horror of deformity. If I could educate him as my friend, I should not be so desolate. Child, I do not intend to hurt you.
3: Monster! Ugly wretch! Let me go! You wish to eat me! turn me to pieces
1: listen to me.
0: put me down or i will tell my papa you must
1: come with me
0: hideous monster my father will punish you he is powerful he is monsieur frankenstein uh, F- frankenstein yes frankenstein see the name frightens you
1: tell me has your father lived in ingolstadt
0: no that is my elder brother victor he will punish you ah! as he... ah!
1: is dead and the locket locket around his neck oh
3: that you took it from his neck and secreted it with justine thus incriminating
1: justine was
3: that her name yes justine our beloved adopted sister
1: (laughs) i did not know her name or her origins you did not. She did hang for it. Yes. (laughs) Two of your family. (coughs) Two of my family, if truth be told.
3: Your family.
1: If I have a name, it can only be Frankenstein. You are my father. The locket, it contained the portrait of a most lovely benign woman. Another Frankenstein? My mother. She would not have looked so benignly upon me. Or you, had she known what you have done. Leaving the body of William, I took the locket, entered a barn which appeared to be empty. But a young woman slept there. Named Justine, it would seem. Not so beautiful as your mother, but smiling in her sleep. Here, I thought, is one of those joy-imparting smiles bestowed on all but me. I bent over her sleeping form. Awake, fairest, thy lover is near. He who would give his life but to obtain one look of affection from that eyes. Oh, my beloved, away!
0: <sighs>
1: A fiendish thought stirred within me. She shall suffer. i murdered because I am forever robbed of all that she could give me. She shall atone. I bent over and slipped the locket into a pocket of her dress. (sighs) I held my breath, then fled. I am alone and miserable. Man will not associate with me. But one as deformed as myself would not totally deny herself to me. You must create for me a female.
3: I refuse. Shall I create another like yourself, whose joint wickedness might desolate the world? If any being felt emotions
1: of benevolence towards me, I should return them a hundredfold. (sighs) What I ask of you is reasonable. A creature of another set, but as hideous as myself. Oh, my creator, make me
2: happy.
3: Mr. Walton. Yes. Do I disgust you? No. No. Please proceed. The creature moved me. I felt there was some justice in his argument. Yes. Yes. I think that was. His tale and the feelings he expressed proved him to be a creature of fine sensations, and did not I, as his maker, owe him the portion of happiness that it was in my power to bestow?
1: If you consent, neither you nor any other human being shall see us again. We will go to the vast wilds of South America. We shall make our bed of dried leaves. The sun shall shine on us as on man. I see some compassion in your eyes.
3: How could you, who long for the love and sympathy of man, persevere in this exile? You will return and again seek our kindness, and again you will meet with our detestation. Again your evil passions will be renewed, and you will have a companion to aid you in destruction. I
1: can't not consent. I swear to you, by you that made me, that with the companion you bestow, I will quit the neighborhood of man. My life will flow quietly away, and in my dying moments I will not curse my maker.
3: Mr. Walton, I felt a need to console him. But when I looked upon him, when I saw the filthy mass that moved and talked, my heart sickened. I cannot truly imagine how he might appear. I had meant him to
1: be beautiful. My vices are the children of a forced solitude that I abhor, and my virtues will arise when I live in communion with an equal.
3: Very well, I consent to your demand. Oh, On yeah. the solemn oath to quit Europe forever and every other place in the neighborhood of man.
1: I swear by the sun and by the blue sky of heaven and by the fire of love that burns in my heart that if you grant my prayer, you will never behold me again. If I remember, I shall watch your progress with unutterable anxiety, and fear not but that when she is
5: ready I shall appear again.
1: <laughs>
5: o oh, stars and clouds
3: and winds. Crush sensation and memory.
5: Let me become as not. I'm happy to remark, my dear Victor, that you seem to be returning to yourself. It is true, Father. I do feel a little better. Yet you are still unhappy and still sometimes avoid our society. uh... I have conjectured on this and an idea has struck me which I must put to you concerning the source of your present state. Uh Oh? Do I alarm you? Uh, No. What is your idea? I confess I've always looked forward to your marriage with Elizabeth as the stay of my declining years, but now I wonder if you perhaps regard her as your sister without any wish that she may become your wife. You may have met with another whom you love, and considering yourself bound in honour to Elizabeth, this struggle may occasion the poignant misery which you appear to feel. No, father,
3: be assured, I love Elizabeth
5: dearly. (laughs) There is no other. Ah, can I ask you? Do you object to an immediate marriage? Uh, I, I, I have no
3: objection, save a desire to visit England. Uh, England? In order our marriage to commence with no hindrances, that I should be restored entirely, I, I should make such a journey.
5: Ah. Elizabeth? It is settled. Father? Victor will journey to England, and on his return, you shall be married.
0: Do you sincerely wish that, Victor?
3: Elizabeth, I'm sorry for having been so distracted. Our union is my sincerest desire. I only make this journey that I may be fully restored.
5: And Henry, why not ask him to accompany you? Then we shall know you are safe. You shall write to Henry. Ask him to meet you in Strasbourg, from whence you may sail down the Rhine. And whilst you're away, Elizabeth and myself shall make preparations.
0: Please, Victor, hasten your return. Friends
2: tell me that we should stay a day at Mannheim. And Mainz, and that after Mainz the river descends rapidly between steep hills of beautiful form. And there are many ruined castles, and black woods, and it's the time of the vintage. Oh, this is what it is to live! But Victor, why are you so sorrowful? Oh, uh, beloved friend.
3: It was a clear morning in the latter days of December that I first saw the White Cliffs of England.
2: So, Herr Claval, you wish to learn the Indian languages? Mm. Yes, Mr. Hubbard. You see, I am Mm. sure that if I do, I shall be able to assist the progress of European colonization and trade. Ah. I know someone who may be able to help you. Indeed. I shall introduce you to him. And uh, you, Herr Frankenstein?
3: I'm interested in anatomy, Mr. Hubbard.
2: Really? Anatomy displeases you? It does not displease me, but I must admit, this preoccupation with the interior workings of the human body chills me a little. What's inside should stay inside, to my mind. Oh, but by knowing anatomy, we may learn how to
0: preserve life.
2: Well, we're all going to die, and it's not for us to say how or when, nor to preserve life beyond that which has been decided. I associate anatomy with grave robbing. Wrong of me, perhaps, but there you are. However, each to his own. I have the acquaintance of a fellow of the Royal College.
5: Now, the brain being exposed, uh, could you revolve the cadaver so everyone can see? As you can all see, the brain itself is of a grey colour, with thin pink veins running through. Has everyone seen it in place? Yes. Yes. Good. Now... Anyone is uh, free to leave the theatre. Would uh, someone be so kind as to remove and (laughs) resuscitate him? Yes. Thank you. Now, one of my assistants will place the brain in a dish and carry it around for closer inspection.
3: Professor Beaumont. Uh, Yes? I am a friend of Mr. Habert, Victor Frankenstein. Ah, yes. Uh, Habert mentioned you. A fine dissection and lecture. Thank you. I studied at Ingolstadt under the tutelage of Professor Waldem.
5: Yes, yes, I I have heard of him. Uh, If there's any way I can be of assistance during your stay in England... Uh, Yes, there is. I mean to conduct
3: some research for my own amusement more than any real purpose. I have my instruments with me, but of course... No material to work on. Yes,
5: I see. I will pay you. Would you care to accompany me to my study? It's quieter there. I fixed on the remotest
3: of the Orkneys, hardly more than a rock whose high sides were continually beaten upon by the waves. It was a filthy process in which I was engaged. Three years before I was intent upon creating beauty and had created a fiend whose unparalleled barbarity had desolated my heart. Who's there? Frankenstein, you are nearly finished. A ghastly grin wrinkled his lips as he gazed on me.
1: Oh, Bounteous Creator, I fall on my knees before you as a grateful son to a benevolent father see how beautiful she will be I shall love her and she shall love me and we shall be happy I thought of how this happiness
3: could be the end of mankind uh. sickened I took hold of his as yet lifeless mate Oh, no, no,
1: I did not mean to strike you. Put her back together, please. I love her. Please. You have destroyed her. Be
3: gone. You break your promise. I will never create You another like destroy yourself. my hopes. You had sworn to quit the neighborhood of man, but she had not. She, she might have hated you. She, she, she might have turned uh, to the superior beauty of man. You would then have been again alone. I... She would not. You think she was beautiful. But
1: I should kill you. Oh. No, you would be absolved from your conscience. Rebuild her, or I shall make you so wretched the light of day will be hateful to you. Your
3: threats cannot move me to do this act of wickedness. Shall so
1: each man find a wife for his bosom, each beast a mate, and I be alone? Are you to be happy whilst I grovel in the intensity of my wretchedness? Henceforth, dearer to me than light or food is revenge. You, my tyrant and tormentor, shall curse the sun that gazes on your misery. Devil, cease!
3: Do not poison the air with this malice.
1: You deny me the right to happiness. I shall we wish you on your wedding night. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That, then, is the period fixed for the fulfilment of my destiny. In that hour, I shall die. The remains of the female creature lay scattered on the floor. I almost felt as if I had mangled the flesh of a human being. I placed it all in a basket with a quantity of stones.
2: A small port, you say?
3: Just for this evening.
2: It's ten o'clock. Late to go for a sail. I'll pay. The tricky waters. You know how to sail. I
3: grew up by Lake Geneva.
2: Ah, well, this is the Atlantic. Can
3: you procure me a boat or not?
2: I think I can get you a skiff.
3: Waves, the sea will be my grave. Fain,
1: I shall cheat you and die. Here!
4: You'll know that soon enough, but you'll not be consulted as to your quarters, I promise you.
3: Why do you answer so roughly? Surely it is not the custom of Scotsmen to receive strangers so inhospitably.
4: I don't know what the custom of the Scots may be, but it is the custom of the Irish to hate villains. Oh,
3: yeah, villains?
4: You must follow me to Mr. Kerwin's to give him an account of yourself.
3: Who oh, is Mr. Kerwin?
4: A magistrate. I just walk. We'll follow.
3: What is your name? Frankenstein.
5: Victor Frankenstein. And where do you hail from, Mr. Frankenstein? Geneva, Switzerland. You didn't sail from there?
3: Ah. I have been in the Scottish Orkneys, a storm blew me. Who appears as
5: witnesses?
4: Uh, witnesses. I, I, I've been. Oh, sorry, I was, I
5: was there. Joseph O'Connor, let us hear your deposition. Uh, uh, your Honour, sir,
4: <clears throat> last night I was out fishing with my son Seamus and my son in law Daniel Nugent when about 10 o'clock we observed the strong northerly rising, so we put in for port. It was very dark as the moon had not yet risen. We landed at the creek about two miles down the coast. I walked ahead, carrying Tackle, while the other two followed the catch. In the dark, I tripped over something and fell to the sand. It was the body of a man. We first thought it was a poor wretch who had been drowned and cast ashore there, but on examination we found the body to be dry and warm. We carried him to the nearest cottage, Old Mrs. Flaherty's, where we endeavoured to revive him. He was a handsome young man. There were finger marks around his neck.
5: See, the stranger trembles. Uh, Silence. 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 Thank you, Joseph. Seamus O'Connor, is that a true account of the events? It is, sir. Have you anything to add? No, sir. But the third member of our party, Daniel Nugent, has. Daniel
2: Nugent, step forward. (coughs) Uh, Sir... Uh, just before Joseph fell over the body, despite there being no moon, I swear that by the light of the stars I saw a boat, a single man in it, a short distance from the shore. Sir, d- the boat strikes me as being the same as this stranger arrived in.
0: And I saw him. Who's that? Mary Morrissey, Your
5: Honour. All right, step forward.
0: I live near that beach and was standing at the door of my cottage about the time when I saw a boat, like the strangers, push off from the spot near where the body was found.
4: Yeah, look, now, (laughs) there's sweat pouring from the stranger. All right, 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 right. All right, then, lead
5: the way, lead the way. Now, Mr. Frankenstein, I shall enter first, then you follow. All right, come in, please. You ready? Yes. Then I shall remove the sheet.
3: Henry. What did he say? Henry? He said Henry. (laughs) He stole himself from
5: the command. Have my murderous machinations deprived you of
3: all school life. Is this gentle being lost forever?
5: Take him away.
0: My friend,
5: get him off the course. <gasps> Henry! Ah, oh, that's enough, of that. that's enough, of that. get him off. Henry! <laughs> I murdered William, I murdered
2: Justine, I murdered Henry. Oh, he's babbling again. Oh it all the time please please help me destroy the feet he has
1: his fingers around my neck Please. he says someone has their
2: fingers around his neck please.
5: back with us mr frankenstein yes i fear that this place is very shocking to you On the whole earth, there is no comfort I am capable of receiving. I know that the sympathy of a stranger can be but of little relief to one borne down as you are by so strange a misfortune. But you will, I hope, soon quit this melancholy abode, for I believe evidence will be forthcoming to free you from the charges. Mm -hmm. I think you were thrown by some accident on this shore, seized immediately and charged with murder shown your friend whose body had been placed across your path. How do you know this? In the two months since your arrival, I have conducted an investigation. It seems you were in the Orkneys at the time of the murder. Obviously, you knew the victim, and I can only surmise the rest in order to make some sense of it. I do not believe it was an accident. Some fiend sought to harm you. Now... Have you any idea
3: as to his identity? I cannot think who might devise
5: and be capable of committing such an act. Ah, Nor I. However, there is someone to see you. You carried some papers, letters. I wrote to your father. My father? He waits outside. Yes? I shall send him in to you. Victor, father... Oh my son! Ha 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 I know you feel deeply the death of Henry, but I think there is something
3: else. Justine. Poor unhappy Justine was as innocent as I, yet she died for it, and I'm the cause. I murdered her. Victor. William, Justine, Henry, all by my hand. What's the explanation oh, of these facts oh, I you would think me
5: mad. Victor, you are my son. I wish it were not so. I wish I had no loved ones. I implore you never to make such an assertion again. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, I am not
3: mad. The sun and the heavens can bear witness to my truth, but I am the assassin of those innocents. They've died by my machinations.
0: How is he?
5: See for yourself, Victor. I'm
3: home
0: Victor Oh, Victor We have sat here for hours and you have neither spoken nor moved
3: I'm happy to be home
0: You are thin, Victor and still a little feverish
3: You are also thinner
0: There is something gone from you, Victor. A a spark.
3: So much has happened. Too many miseries.
0: Are we to live the rest of our lives like this?
3: You are my only chance of happiness. Yet I have one secret. A dreadful one. secret which, when revealed to you the day after our marriage, will have you wondering that I survive what I have endured.
0: Is that a proposal?
3: A clumsy one.
0: Yes. I will marry you.
1: I shall be with you on your wedding night. It's lovely. Thank you.
2: your Frankenstein and your wife, we received your reservation. The bridal suite is prepared. Thank you. The musicians, they are Austrians on a tour. They come every year. I'll have someone show you up. Will you take dinner in your suite?
0: Shall we? Oh, yes. This way, please. <laughs> Victor, why have you taken to carrying a pistol?
3: From experience, I believe it may be necessary.
0: Nothing will harm us here.
3: Let me be the judge of that.
0: Why so agitated? What is it you fear? Uh,
3: I shall take a turn before settling.
0: Shall I accompany you?
3: No. I I mean, no. Uh,
0: How long shall you be gone?
3: I do love you, Elizabeth. Not want you to see me die. Come, demon, it is your eye tonight. Are you behind this door? I. Just, my apologies. Ah! What? Elizabeth. Did you
2: This
1: Dead. Oh. <laughs> Not so steady now. The hand that made me. Ah! Now I shall leave you with your bride.
0: Uh,
2: Signor Frankenstein.
3: It should have been me. Oh my God.
2: Who did this? A demon leapt through the oh. window. Arm yourselves. Quick. He'll be broken on the ground underneath. He will not. But it is 50 feet to the ground. Uh, uh, Where are you going? I have to see my father. I will pay.
3: Whatever it takes. Father! 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 there father you are safe
5: what are you talking about where is elizabeth victor where
3: is elizabeth father elizabeth is murdered
5: my heart will break no 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 no
3: and break it did he died in my arms and what became of me?
0: Oh.
3: Chains and darkness pressed upon me. Indeed, I was called oh. mad, and for many months a solitary cell was my habitation. Oh. On release, I opted for a ven I found myself at the cemetery where William, Elizabeth and my father lay. <sighs> They are dead and I live. Their murderer also lives. (laughs) By the sacred earth on which I kneel, I swear. And by thee, O night, and the spirits that preside over thee to pursue the demon until he or I shall perish in mortal combat. Let the cursed and hellish monster drink deep of it. Frankenstein <laughs> Come then,
1: pursue me At last you desire me Come, I flee and you follow The tables are turned I'm over I'm over here
2: Where? I'm over
1: here Stay! Damn you!
3: We are both damned. I pursued him. And for many months this has been my task. Amidst the wilds of Tartary and Russia I have ever followed his track. Cold, want, and fatigue were the least pains I was destined to endure, carrying within me my internal hell. Sometimes, when overcome by hunger, a repast was prepared for me in the desert. You think he left it for you? Yes. Uh, And sometimes he left marks on trees. Messages.
1: My reign is not yet over. You live, and my power is complete. Follow me, my creator. Find just ahead of you a dead hair. Eat and be refreshed. Come on, my enemy. yourself in furs and provide food, for we shall soon enter upon a journey where your sufferings will satisfy my everlasting hatred. I pull upon heaven to support
3: adrift one by one my dogs died and were eaten I was about to expire when I saw your vessel
5: who is it (coughs) forgive my intrusion but you must know despite expectations the ice is closing in again the crew grow restless no I think we should turn back. No. At least consider it
2: before the ice closes completely and we have no choice. <coughs> Thank you, Captain. I'll come up.
3: So. When younger, I believe myself destined for some great enterprise. But all my speculations and hopes are nothing. I trod heaven in my thoughts. But how I am sunk. And my task is unfulfilled. Please, after I die, if he appear, swear that he shall not live. Thrust your sword into his heart. I will hover near and direct the steel aright. I shall do. I know you have been writing this down. Tell it truly. Please. How did you make the creature?
4: September the 15th I go up on deck to collect my thoughts Privately I have decided to acquiesce
1: to the crew and captain I have lost my friend and
4: all my hopes of utility and glory
2: Mr Walton see the ice forward and it truly closes in aft as you may see for yourself hmm. Frankenstein is dead
1: What's that? What's what? I heard something.
4: The wind. I am sorry over Frankenstein. No man could have survived what he has endured. Are
1: there lookouts posted?
4: The usual one. I think we need more. To spy what?
2: I do not know. Then what shall I tell them to seek? Anything. Is there something I should know? Am I master of this ship? Yes, Mr. Walton. Bolson, post lookouts to both sides, forward and aft. Aye, aye,
5: sir. And the ice? Turn the ship around.
2: Helmsman! Starboard! 180 degrees! Aye,
1: aye sir! <laughs> <laughs> The North Pole will
4: have to wait. Is the demon here?
1: Uh, Demon! Man, do not harm me. I will not harm you if you do not harm me. I could tear you limb from limb before you ran me through, even before you could cry out. (gasps) See? I am here to weep and mourn. And if you make a movement or a noise, I shall kill you. Understand? Yes. He told you of me? The whole story. He called me demon. Amongst other things. And do you feel no pity for me? No, you abhor me, but not as I abhor myself. I shall quit your vessel and seek the most northern extremity of the globe. I shall die. I shall no longer feel the agonies which now consume me. Death is my only consolation. Oh father, once I falsely hoped to meet with beings who would love me, I was nourished with high hopes, but now Crime has degraded me beneath the meanest animal. No guilt, no misery can be found equal to mine. I have murdered the lovely and the helpless. I have strangled the innocent. I shall build a funeral pyre and exult in the agony of the flame. The light of the conflagration shall fade away, The ashes shall be swept into the sea by the wind, And my spirit will sleep in peace. Or if it survives, it will not surely survive, That farewell Frankenstein, Farewell, my creator.
0: In Frankenstein by Mary Shelley dramatized by Nick Stafford Frankenstein was played by Michael Maloney The Creature by John Wood and Walton by Philip Joseph Elizabeth was played by Janice Chambers Clerval by Paul Panting Alphonse by Ted Richards and William by Sam Crane DeLacy was played by Gavin Muir Agatha by Deborah Berlin Felix by Peter Kenny and Habbot by Malcolm Ward. Kerwin was played by James Berwick. The Nurse by Annie Tobin. O'Connor by Peter Caffrey. Nugent by James Telfer. And The Captain by Neville Jason. The director was Claire Grove.